leading worship? Is it about from a stage of entertainment or by a table of mercy? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Team's leaders and friends, thank you so much for coming back to the Worship Team Training Podcast and the Worship Team Training University Podcast. Welcome all of our university members here at WTTU.co, and we invite you guys, if you're not a member already, you need to jump on board before we get too full. WTTU.co slash enroll and take advantage of our 25% off of enrollment to be a Transform member right now. What does that get you? Well, by being a Transform member, you get Thursday interviews, you get unlimited webinars, you also get downloadable tools and really cool nuggets of ebooks and devotionals, also training videos and 800 articles plus. So don't miss it. Check out wttu.co slash join for the 25% off. All right, you can go to enroll or join, by the way. Hey, we are so glad that you guys are here. Thank you so much. You can catch all of these regular postings that you can find about our workshops and our mentoring by going back to worshipteentraining.com to look at a weekend workshop for your worship team and also mentoring for your worship leading. And, of course, you can find us on all of our socials, which would be Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, worshipteentraining.com. Also, our handle at bible.com is just do a search, Worship Team Training and Brandon Dempsey to follow all of my Bible highlights that are daily, our devotionals that are on there as well. And be sure to sign up for the newsletter at worshipteentraining.com. Pop-up homepage right there inside the pop-up. There's an email field. You know what to do. Just fill it out, and you'll get weekly updates of what's coming. If you're a member of our university program, you get a special email that gives you even more content and more access to all the programs just like this and much, much more. So members that are listening, you guys get this bonus video that I'm doing right now, plus extra stuff that I'll be throwing in during a week. So guys, thanks so much for being here. All right, so let's get right to it. This is your Word of the Week. We want you also to look out for the event page for more shows. So I think I've already um, posted that stuff up pretty well so far. Anyway, uh, our word of the week, here it is, mercy. So what does it mean for you as a worship leader to be merciful? What does that mean to lead from the stage? As I opened up that provoking thought, do you lead from a stage of entertainment or by a table of mercy? So what does that mean exactly? Well, If you guys are members and you're studying along the book, we're at page 69, The Journey of a Worshipper. You get free when you become a member. All you need to do is ask for it. Plus, we have downloadable copies and links for you on the website that you can find. If you can't find them, be sure to email me, brandon at wttu.co. God desires a table of mercy, not a stage of entertainment. Sometimes it feels like the weight is on all of our, our shoulders. Yes? So when it comes to leading worship, it's almost as if we say to ourselves, well, things can't go right until the music is right, or the lighting is right, or when I get on stage, or I'm off the you know, bench and now I'm on the rotation team to sing this week. I don't, I don't mean to put it that way, bench. Sorry. But you get what I'm trying to communicate. It's your turn to play or sing. Do you feel that worship 
hinges on you, worship leader, even volunteers. Now, you don't have to be in full-time ministry or even a volunteer member to feel the weight of a worship service. Well, what happens in a worship service? I mean, there is the time that we have, the amount of songs that we need to do, uh, what we've done during a week. Hopefully we've practiced, right? That's a biggie during the week, not at rehearsal. That's why it's called rehearsal, not practice time. If you have that in your worship team, make sure you change the words to rehearsal and leave practice at home where it should be. We have all this content during the week of what we need to do, practice rehearsal, preparation, or maybe you're one of those types that your week is just one big blur. I mean, that's probably most of us, right? Myself included. But practice goes out the window, forgetting notes goes out the window, um, and then you hit the uh, worship center, and then boom, you need to go. And then all this pressure mounts up. Well, man, what do I do? What do I do? That's the weight that I'm talking about. Is that weight becoming a barrier for you to lead worship? Is it also becoming a mirror, if you will, to tell you that maybe you're not good enough to lead worship? Well, this is where God's mercy comes into play. And this is the same kind of mercy that we should show to one another when we are leading worship. And so I just want to crack open here Joshua 1.9 that says, Joshua is speaking to the people. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God's word is with us wherever we go. No matter what the circumstance, we find encouragement, we find strength, we find ability, but most of all, we find him, we find his presence. And isn't that what we want when we lead worship? So instead of it feeling like a weight, maybe it should feel like what Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Maybe worship leading is much, much more than what we think of it as just doing songs or prayers or get to the next segment, or I hope that the uh, projection goes right or goes well, they don't miss their cue, I hope I don't miss my cue, all these different thoughts. And see, those are little weights. Those are little weights that come into play that can detract us from what is important at that moment. So we have these other thoughts like, well, what if they don't like the songs? What if they're not singing? That's a big one. So are they really taking worship seriously? I mean, that's kind of the thought of one of my worship team members that said that. She was like, well, yeah, but I think that do people really even take it seriously when they're here? You know, and that's a great question. What about us as a worship team? Are we taking it seriously? I think that there's a lot to be said for those that come to a worship service and we don't know what they may be going through. And for us, we may be taking it seriously. But for others, you know, this is really where the Holy Spirit comes into play. This is where the Holy Spirit comes into play with us, right? To do a heart check, to do a soul check. I know that I'm often asked each week, each day, each moment, the Holy Spirit says, Brandon, are you worshiping me? Are you walking with me? Are you allowing me to do it through you? So the worship service was not originally designed to impress people. When you read through the Old Testament, such as this, you know, uh, Joshua 1, 9 even, God's given a command to the people to go out and search for the new land, the promised land. So no, you can say that's not a four-walled church worship service, but in a way it is a worship service because 
Joshua is before the people. He's declaring what they should do. Be strong and courageous is what he's saying. He's saying this to the people. He is leading worship. So how often is it that when you and I are leading worship, we are also the ones listening to God's word saying, be strong, be courageous. Don't give in to the spectators. We talked about that last week, the spectators on the last program. Our worship services or services of worship, I like to also refer to them as, are to honor and to serve God. Um, they are to be infused with corporate reading, with corporate prayer, corporate praise, corporate worship, corporate song, thanksgiving, uh, the hearing of the word, the sermon. That is worship. It's the hearing of God's word that promotes praise. So. It's not about impressing people with a song or a guitar solo. You can do that all day long, but at the very end of the day, what do people really have to walk away with? Are they really walking away with the substance of Christ or just the success of our service? Now, this week we're having Jonathan Mason on, and we're talking about this very pointed fact of what are people really here for? Why should they sing even? So... Is it because we're doing a service, a worship service to get people to sing for some purpose that's just horizontal? Or is it really need to be vertical? Can it be both? So you want to check out the broadcast coming soon, members, on Thursday with Jonathan Mason as we dive into that topic. So if our only purpose as a church is to get the numbers through the door, then we're no different from the money changers that Jesus confronted. Let's be real. Does God need to come and overturn our tables of money and pride so that we may be changed into tables of Christ's sacrifice and offering? You see that? Jesus turned over the table of money, and he wants to do the same with our hearts. Turn over so that way it will be traded out for really what's more worth it, really the essence of Jesus. So what do I mean by a table of mercy? Are you merciful to your people? Are you merciful to your own team members when you're leading worship? Or are you worried about the back? Someone standing up, arms folded, they don't care about singing. Or you pass them in the hallway. Even more so, maybe you saw them in the store and you don't want to say hi. How are we showing mercy to the people that we lead worship to, for? I mean, really, it is a service. It is a service unto God that we are leading people in worship. So also, I want to be careful too, worship leaders, don't get trapped up into the, it's just all vertical stuff. It's just all about God and me and God, me and God. That's You're right in terms of it needs to be that not just on Sunday though, but every day. But we have a whole catalog of people from multi-generations that come. So leading worship involves everyone. It's not just me and the band and the tech or just me and God even I could be having a great time with worship but if I'm not leading people I'm just walking alone what am I doing so this is why Joshua 1.9 talks about being courageous have I not commanded you says Joshua because God has called you and I to a greater vision beyond ourselves that's it I mean in other words God expects us to do the work but ultimately The plans belong to him. He breathes in his dreams in order for us to do the work. And he orders our steps 
And when we learn to trust him and yield our ways to him, we find rest and power in his leading. What does that all mean, Brandon? Simply means this. I tell my worship teams that when we're doing the hard work at practice time and rehearsal time during the week, when it comes to Sunday, it's like we take the hands off the steering wheel and we let God drive the car. Same is true spiritually. When we are in the word daily, walking with him, oh, Brandon, don't give me the word stuff. I mean, I, you know, I read the Bible when I can. Yeah, okay. But I'm not talking a Bible study. I'm not talking about trying to memorize seven verses for your week or month or read the Bible through even in a year. Those are great things. But what I'm really getting at is when do you just want to read the Bible just to spend time with God? When do you have an urge to just open the scriptures to really know and see, taste and see that God is good? When is it that you had this craving, this burning desire to want to know God more and you want to read him? You want to just truly read him, know his thoughts as he has imparted them to us through his word. Instead of just saying, well, I got to do my Bible time for five or ten minutes, you might as well not even read it. It's like my son. When I tell him that you got to do your homework and you need to read a chapter out of your book for reading. And he just blows right through it. I'm like, well, you might as well not even do your homework then if you're just not going to take it seriously. But I'd rather you find enjoyment in what you're reading because it's not just the act of reading. It's what you're getting out of it, right? It's what you're learning from it. Well, even more so the Word of God. So a table of mercy means that I think our walls need to be broken before God, before we can come to God in a way that's vulnerable that says, Lord, I need you. I need your Word desperately every moment. It's not this once a week Sunday thing or or even add in another day that you want just for a bonus point. It's really about spending time with Jesus daily, intimately. When I start out my daily prayers, my morning of worship, I just sit with the Psalms and the Word and I just sit before God. I mean like look, this is what I was reading today. Um, Psalm 123, I lift up my eyes to you whose throne is in heaven. And then I love this part in, um, this is Psalm 124. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I have to be vulnerable to say, God, I need you to help me. Because it's in those moments where I find, I truly find his mercy, is when I truly find his strength. And it's truly where I find his unconditional love and pure 100% acceptance. And then what do I do with that? I take that to my worship team. I take that to my church. More importantly, I take it to my family. I show it in the way that I live life and the way I lead my my spouse, the way I lead and live with my children. It's the way that I lead and live with my family. And it's those good things. It's It's out of those experiences that we bring to the table of mercy in which we honor God corporately and worship. So where are you? When we learn to trust him and we yield our ways to him, we find rest and power in his leading. What that means is when we learn to truly trust God, when we learn to allow him to break our walls and we find mercy, I believe, friends, that's when we truly find what worship really is. We, we experience who God really is. I said this before. Remember, John Piper said this, not me. Worship is for God. Our services of worship belong to him. And at the same time, they are to be tangible. They are to be easy for the church. They are to be 
accessible for the congregation. And we are to do our best in preparing our teams in our rehearsals just as much as we are to effectively lead people in worship. It's that important. But never second guess what you know is true in Christ. No matter what others may say or do, He has called you to do what is right, to do what is merciful. And that's within our wor- our own worship time with the Lord. It's a service of worship unto God, not a service to man. God desires a stage. No. God desires a table of mercy, not a stage of entertainment. So looking back, and we talk about what mercy is. And mercy, the word of the week, I didn't, um, sorry, I didn't give you the definition. Mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. That's pretty, uh, pretty thick definition there. But what does it truly mean to have compassion and forgiveness to those that we lead in worship? What does it mean to have compassion? So as we lead out of compassion, how are we at that point to have God have his way with us, with our worship team? And how is that reflected in a service? I mean, these are tough questions and they may not require much of an answer as they really do a thought. And that's what I'm, I'm really trying to provoke within you right now is a thought, a thought about why do we do what we do within worship and how is the mercy of Christ uh, that important where we serve it by the table, we serve it on the altar of praise. So with, all, with this all in mind, um, just as you've heard everything within this podcast, within this video here, do you agree or do you disagree? Have I helped maybe open your eyes to something or am I not seeing things quite right? Have I maybe led you somewhere you have questions, maybe something that's contradictory? Well, hit me up, email me, and you can um, Twitter PM me, that's at WorshipTT, or better yet, email me at Brannon, that's B-R-A-N-O-N, at WorshipTeamTraining.com. And also, members, Brannon at WTTU.co. Well, guys, uh, on this edition of our podcast here, I'm excited that you're with us, and we're more excited about you visiting our sites, worshipteentraining.com. Hey, if you're interested in a weekend workshop, you like more of what you're hearing and seeing right now, well, then invite Worship Team Training, me, yours truly, to your church to work with directly your worship team, your vocalist, your band, your leadership. We take a Friday, Saturday night of worship, hands-on training all day long through Saturday for vocal, instrumental, tech, you name it. It comes with a book that I had written and a lot more content that I share, even more content than what I share even at the university level. But you also get four consultations with me walking in and walking out so that we can customize and hand tailor a workshop that looks just right for you and your worship team. So go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops, learn more. And also, if you're growing as a worship leader and you need mentoring in your life, we got that for you as well. Go to the mentoring tab and you can find our either a la carte one session or 10 week session on mentoring. And that's at uh, worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring. Guys, uh, we want to make sure that your members, uh, that you're also paying attention to the calendar. We got more guests coming up, as I mentioned at the top of the program. Uh, the big announcement I was going to say, we are, drumroll please, Meredith Andrews. 
We are speaking with them right now to get them on the program at WTTU. You don't want to miss that. That comes on a Thursday video. So for members only, so when you become a member, you can watch this and unlimited broadcasts and videos that we have in training as well. So guys, uh, we thank you for this podcast that you're listening to, that you downloaded, uploaded us into your device. Thank you so much because it means the world to us, means the world to me. And humbly, we ask you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or better yet, share this message with a friend today. So guys, uh, we hope that you're encouraged by this Bible study slash word of the week. And remember, you don't need to be perfect, just like God transformed the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship daily. Love you. See you soon. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.